left my dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat diaries started La 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 Welcome to the Blue Coat Diaries podcast. What episode number is this? Yes. Welcome to the latest one. <laughs> Hang on. Um, I know this. Well, look, full disclosure, we've done a little bit of slight recording out of sync, haven't we? We did a brilliant a pod yesterday with uh-huh. Kezia Gill that's going to come out next week, but we had to fit in with her schedule because she's a mover and a shaker so we yeah. were like very happy to do it on a different day so yeah yesterday we did one that's going out next week next yeah and this one's so going this out one, this week this one goes out this week so this is so, the, the this new is episode. number yes number I yes i genuinely can't tell without bringing up the <laughs> do you want me to I'm tell you gonna, i'm just gonna go on spotify and see what the last one was hey this is great uh, content yeah this is we're we're nailing this we're knocking this out of the so park last week was number five Th- so this, this is number will six. be yeah this is number six and we recorded number, number seven yesterday yeah because we're so gonna this be is podcast six is it me or you or both of us that are in a field next week next week i'll be in dorset on holiday so kind of in a field right and yeah and you'll be working hard at another festival I'm a children's festival next week, mate. Yeah. It's all like children's characters and yeah. all well, that Well, that brings of me thing. nicely onto the first item on today's agenda, which is to talk about where I've been gigging. And I'll tell you right now, I went and did a jumping year six leavers party last week. Was it an absolute banger? It was really good. Remember, I was messaging you from there, wasn't I? I was. It took me a while to figure out that was the one you were at. And it started to make more sense, like, when the context drops that that it was a school leavers party. And when I say school leavers party, not 18-year-olds, is it? But they're obviously super excited. And there was a bit where they were playing bingo before I did my bit. And I said to you, these kids are great. They just got told off for getting a bit out of control at the bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Starts, you mean to go on? I thought they'll be all right with my set. And they were. They were really super. But one thing that I wanted to tell you that happened was mm. there was a moment where I got someone's dad to come up and do this like dancing bit with me. And he was really funny and really up for it and, and lovely guy. But I felt so bad. I felt Did so you? bad because, yeah, he had Putting sunglasses. No, not that at all. Don't care about that. He had sunglasses on his head and they fell off when he started dancing. And he was doing a really good job. And then he basically did like, you know, like when people like um, crush grapes to make wine in certain yeah. countries. It was kind of like that. Like he didn't know he was doing it, but he had a real good stamp. He was repeatedly stamping on his own sunglasses. Yeah. And they were yeah, really okay. smashed to bits. And I, had, I just could not acknowledge it because it happened. So I had to sort of say, I don't know how to tell you this. Sunglasses are broken down there, look. And he sort yeah. of played it, you know, cool and went, ah, oh, never mind, whatever. But they yeah. look like quite expensive sunglasses to me. So hopefully yeah. I'm not going to get a bill maybe, for that. Maybe he's rich. Maybe he can just, he, maybe he can just, maybe he's just got like, you know, he's got like a jacket and he just pulls it open. There's like 20 Ray-Bans just there. 
<laughs> and watches. Maybe works on a beach in Ballydorm. You know, he's got like a little <laughs> toolbox full of them. He's cruising. Could have been, could have been. But anyway, whoever you are out there, because I've forgotten your name, might have been Chris. Anyway, you were brilliant. You were a great sport. And thank you very much for coming up and doing that. Um, yeah. And also, I don't know if you remember me telling you, but I went and did this. I, I was talking about last week. I went and did mm-hmm. a, a small corporate that was Western themed. Yeah. Did you manage to upset and, anyone? Because that's usually what happens when I go to theme corporate. No, I didn't upset anyone, but oh. it was really lovely. And the reason I'm telling you that, like saying that as in like a slight surprise, is because often at a corporate, as you know, the aim seems to be how drunk can we all get and how idiotic can we all become, right? You would agree with yeah, that, Yeah, right? there's a bit of that. Often, especially when you've got a comedian on. And yeah. these guys were just, so nice. They were a company called Ketchup Marketing. Ketchup Marketing in Melton Mowbray. It's an oddly specific and niche they've gone into there. Um, big no, clients no, 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 include no, 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 Heinz. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just no one else, really. I see what you've done, but yeah. they do actually represent other people. As you'll see if uh, you go on their fine website. Other condiments are available. <laughs> yeah, other condiments are available. Their big rivals are Mustard Marketing, yeah. which yeah. to be fair has got a better ring to it. <laughs> mustard Ink. <laughs> mustard Ink. But um, no, it was really fun because I got there and they were just they were just doing fun things. They right. Were like, like people were playing um, Hock a Duck and... There was a giant Jenga. <laughs> because and... it's 1956. Well, it was all Western-themed. Oh, Western of course, Western-themed, yeah, yeah. They had a shooting gallery with It was 1856. <laughs> yeah, like, you can imagine the kind of stuff you could put together if you really no, you know, cool. went for it. Yeah, yeah and, and, the, and the main thing was the mood was just, like, really fun. Like, people were having fun. And I thought, oh, this, this lacks a lot of the times from corporates. A lot of times people just stood around. Yes, it's loud music on. Loads of people don't want to be there. Loads of people are just being really obnoxious and really drunk and awful. And, like, yeah. and it wasn't like that at all. It was really, really lovely. And then when I did my set, they even let me have a cowboy hat to wear. So I felt right. very like th- there's a friend of mine called um, Christian Steele. Uh, no, I've got that wrong. Can you cut Jeez. that bit out? Possibly. <laughs> it's another comedian that is. I meant Christian Riley, who is my friend. Uh-huh. Christian Riley is the comedian that wears a cowboy hat on right, stage okay. like generally so i felt it was funny because i played my guitar and i was doing my set and i thought yeah. if any pictures of this surface it would yeah. look like i've started to copy Christian yeah. riley and, and wear a cowboy hat but it did feel pretty cool wearing a cowboy hat and I, I did like yeah. it i liked it so you never know get woody vibes yeah okay, woody vibes. Is, um a phrase you need to be careful with yeah how about you where did you go where did i go last week hang on i've got to go through my my mind palace of time travel. Yes, I was at the Rock and Blues in Pentridge um, with the, the uh, it's a festival run by the Outlaws Motorcycle Club and it's lots of uh, rock and blues, as you imagine. And a bit of, they went mental for a bit of Scar as well. We had a, yeah. a Scar band that came on last minute called Badness. Yeah, yeah, this is the, uh, the pun. They were great. We had... Um, there's a few tributes here and there, but mostly it was original music. We had Dare, who I believe was fronted by, I think the chap who used to play keys in Thin Lizzy, I want to say. Okay. They were, they were lovely. There were some younger bands. There were bands that had gone, been there, done everything. And I mixed nearly all of it. There was a lovely tour engineer who came round. Uh, Dave, he did two bands. And then 
another Dave, who's a, a, a big Dave. He did another band, but apart from those three bands, I mixed a lot of it. So it wow. was uh, Foot to the Floor, lots of fun. I was in a glass cage of emotion. I sent you a picture. Do you see? The, I was in a cage. Like it was the reverse of. Do you remember the Blues Brothers where they go and play at Bob's Country Bunker and they've yeah. got the chicken wire in front of the stage? Yeah. Well, it's like that, except I had Harris fencing all the way around the mix position, and it sort of it couldn't fit, so it sort of had a prow. So I was like in a in a cage, battleship shaped cage in, in the middle of uh, all these I saw the picture. Did you stay there? <laughs> Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, I did. You camped. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can call that camping. On the on the last night. Well, no. Was it on the last night? It was on the the Friday night. Me and the crew had a couple of beers with some of the uh, the regulars who have been doing that festival for a long time. Yeah. And uh, we went back to the tents, and um, I just heard laughing as I was arriving at this tiny patch of not mud that we'd managed to find on the side of a tra- telehandler track that um, we'd camped on. Apparently, my tent was just flying into the sky, held down by, like, a single gyro. <laughs> um, How would that happen, then? Uh, well, I don't know. So, they all, all the pegs were out, and they, Alan and Tyler managed to grab it and pull it back down. I'm like, what's going on? It's, like, completely diagonal. So, the only thing I can imagine happened is somebody went to pack up their tent. Now, I don't know if this is the last night or the second last night, but somebody went to pack up their tent, got halfway through packing up their tent, clearly pissed, and went, this isn't my tent. And then attempted to put it back how it was, and it wasn't how it was. So it was just falling apart, this tent. And I was, it was too late. There was no fixing it at that point. So I just kind of crawled into this decrepit tent. So tenting... Yeah, tenting's rubbish. That just reminded me of a brilliant camping story that once happened to me and house where we went to this really small little campsite once. It was Mm -hmm. really nice. And I think we'd been, like, made a bit of food and, like, you know, chilled out. And there was a few people knocking about and all that. And it was all very, like, really low-key and really basic and lovely and everything. And it was fairly late and it got dark and we were basically going to bed Mm-hmm. I think we got into our sleeping bags and we were kind of like, kind of done for the day. And then we heard this car arrive on the site. I thought, that's quite late to be getting here. It's pitch black. Mm-hmm. And then this car drove and got closer and then it basically stopped right next to where we were. And I thought, oh God, what's this going to be? And then we heard this couple get out. And within a few moments, we kind of realised that the guy was really pissed and the woman was really angry at him for being really pissed. Mm-hmm. And as they kind of, bickered and started getting you could hear him getting like temp poles out and all the rest of it you could tell that she was in a real mood with the guy and then it kind of came out that he had supposed to have like gone to the pub after work for a drink or something and they were supposed to come camping basically she'd had to go and get him from the pub at like half 10 or something and then they'd packed and all that. so it's like a disaster for them right so he, i was thinking they're never gonna that. do this yeah, like, yeah. Ne- this is never gonna work out because it's it's pitch black. How are you going to? It's hard enough putting a tent up anyway without doing it, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the dark. Anyway, they had the, they had a bit more of a row and you could hear them getting more things out and all the rest of it. And then after a while, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to camp next to these people for the whole weekend. It's going to be a nightmare. After a while, we heard all these car doors being slammed again, the engine being really revved, and then the car 
driving like as if it was going. And I thought, oh, maybe they're going. Maybe they've decided against it or something. Then it stopped. Then you heard more car doors, more shouting. And then they had a real ding dong, like a proper, and I couldn't see any because we were just like hiding in our tent. But they had a proper When you just you can't match. tell how far away things are either. No. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But what I did hear as yeah. part of this slanging match, this proper ding dong, was him saying, well, I tell you this, I'm keeping the fucking meat. That's what he said, <laughs> right? Which, to which obviously you're thinking, I don't even know where to start with that. There's a lot to think about there. There's lots to unpack. Yeah, she was screaming at him. There was shouting about meat. Mm. There was court, uh, car doors being slammed again. And then there was a real like proper like, <laughs> and the car like went like burning off the site. And then complete silence. Like back to, <laughs> back to how the campsite had been before. Like, you know, a little owl somewhere in a barn going like, like yeah. lovely crickets chirping or whatever. And I thought, I think they've gone. I think they've totally uh -huh. gone. I'm so happy, right? I yeah, thought, yeah. Brilliant, they've gone. And I think my wife was like, because I'd gone on for a while, I think she said, I think I'm just going to go for like one last wee. It's going to go like to the toilet, go, like, yeah. do you want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, I'll come with you. So we got the torch, we zipped out, you know, we just zip, got out. And we're walking across this campsite and holding the torch. And all of a sudden, and noticed ahead of us there's something on the floor, right? Think, What's this that's on the floor? I've not, I didn't see this earlier. Like, seems to be some debris. What's going on? So we go a bit closer. We've got the torch, and you know what's on the ground? Sausages, pork chops, meat, fillets, meat. And you know what's happened, don't you? They've had an absolute barney, and they've been slinging it at each other. I think <laughs> as part of the row, throwing the meat at each other because it's basically all over the floor. It's all brand new. You could tell it like nothing had been cooked or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they've had a big barney and gone. And we were just pissing ourselves. We thought it was the funniest thing. I wish I had peeked out and seen them. Slapping each throwing, other. Throwing like, yeah, hitting each with other with like lamb yeah. chops and things and all the rest of it. Wow. So there you go. That's a, that's a true camping story. And, was, and the campsite was actually lovely, but that was just a, like a moment that, that happened on the first night and after that it was all good but yeah oh, I mean there's I've got another camping story we're talking about the boy Aaron who plays in these Wicked Rivers who was on at the weekend um, he used to come and help me do a stage at Why Not Festival and he also played there and he, we loads of us used to go up and camp and stuff and I remember just him coming back and his, the zip on his tent getting stuck so he couldn't open it and he couldn't close it. It was like the, the fabric had got trapped in it. And he's yeah. he's arsehole, basically. Yeah. And and there's about 20 of us all sat around in camp chairs. We've been having the kind of post-gig thing. It's probably two in the morning. And someone tried to film this, but back, that was, you know, a decade ago. Camera phones weren't that great. It was pitch black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so the, the footage wasn't great. However, this is basically how it went down. Aaron, and he's quite a big lad. He's about six foot tall. Um gangly thing and so we've got it, it it's just like a a slither of an opening about a foot about a foot long as Do all he's got so we just sort of egged him on i said i, I can't remember I, I just egged him on and said look i bet you just take a run up and he did and we thought you know we're all stood there there's 20 people waiting for him to collide with a tent completely flatten it and all us to laugh at him now what happened was even better Aaron takes a run up after you so say uh, quite the build up. He takes a run up and he dives and he just teleports into a different dimension through this tiny 
one foot long slit of of doorway in his tent. He just went whoop. It's like he was, he was in. He was it was like his birth in reverse. He just went straight wow. through and he was just gone. And the cheer <laughs> was unreal. It was just 30 people was and I, I, we look back at the footage. This was a long time ago now. Uh, we look back at the footage and it, it just wasn't you couldn't really see anything. But no. anyone who was there, we knew. I we think that's knew. one of those that's almost better just to have as a memory. Yeah, there, it? it was so good. I love I love picturing that in my brain. But could he get back out? That's the thing. Because there's no run up in a tent. I think I, I don't remember the following morning, but I'm assuming maybe he was able to. He did eventually get out. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. He's not still there. <laughs> no, he's not still. There. He doesn't. He hasn't just cut arms in it and legs. He walks around like Wizbit or something. You know. Oh man! You know what I like about this pod? Yeah. The different types of event that me and you both do. You, you uh, know, obviously you're on the sound. Yeah. Or mixing or putting PAs in or whatever you want to call it. Audio I might have been playing that, yeah, good that long ago. Yeah, and me performing. But, it's it, you know, the the range of things. So, like, to go from the Outlaws biker gathering mm-hmm. to the next thing, which is me at Hull Pride doing an all-ages show, <laughs> thanks to a lovely app called Jedi Bear and Gary that they invited mm-hmm. me down to to do a set there at Hall Pride. And it was really fun. It was in the city centre, right in the middle. And they had a, a marquee up and it was packed with people, mm-hmm. kids and adults and all the rest of it. Everyone's there celebrating Hall Pride. And we had a really good time with that. It was really mm-hmm. fun. So I just I just wanted to point out how different our shows it's, can it's be show diversity. to show. We don't just do the same. Yeah, we don't just do the same old thing, do we? Oh, we I've really got, do mix it up. I've got one more story from, from the Rock and Blues Fest we just did. So... We built it on the Wednesday. So when I arrived, we got a relatively small crew because it's events everywhere at the moment. And we had some, what we call local crew, who are people that you hire from a crewing company and you might get a four-hour call or six-hour call. And they're usually some burly lads with calf muscles like rugby balls. You can get stuff moved quick. And so the company I was working for also putting in the stage. Now, anyone who's been to Rock and Blues will understand this. Anyone who hasn't will not understand the fact so it's in a giant marquee on a hill and the whole site is on the fucking piss so the stage is like that so the legs on one side of the stage are eight foot tall and on the other side of the stage they're about (laughs) three foot tall so you have to try and get this and it's a big stage to get it level it's a mission so we did all this and eventually we got all of the production in on that wednesday and i think i left sort of 11, 12 o'clock. And this, this isn't no bands this day to try and get it all in so that the following day we could just concentrate on, you know, doing the last bits and get the bands in. So we'd done all that. But on that Wednesday on the way to site, I'd nipped to Morrison's. I thought, I'll buy some beers. So, you know, I had some little cans of, um, you know, ale. I had some nice sort of, you know, the fruity ones and the nice neck oil and beaver town and stuff. Some nice drinks. And when I arrived, and I, I bought that and I realised my toothbrush is... Um, on these big electric jobs, and it doesn't travel well. So I thought, look, I've forgotten about that. What I'm going to do is it's going to be fingers, and um, I'll buy some mouthwash. So I bought the mouthwash, bought the beer, looked around Morrison's, looked at the top, that's it. I'm just going to stick this in the car and go. Got to site, and the company owner for the production company I was working for, Jason, he brought this chiller. like a, It's like a cool box, but it's got a plug on it. You can plug it in. So once we built everything, I thought, we'll move that. We'll hide it under the ramp that 
band's wheel gear up on to get on stage. We'll hide it under the ramp because I'm not leaving yeah. all the beers over there on the other side because the bands will walk past and go, ooh, beer there, and that'll be it. It'll be gone. So I hit, we hid it under this ramp and we put the beers in it and we plugged it in. And uh, but when I put the beers in, I was like, I just put the bags in. I was like, bottle of mouthwash. And I was, throw that in there. So <laughs> cut to two, three days later, after the show, the, the, the show is compared by a living legend of a man, the doctor from Doctor of the Medics, Clive. Love it. And I'm not seeing yeah. him for two years because I didn't do last year. I was on a different show. And me and Clive put the world to rights, went to bed in, in daylight. And it, it's, I love the man. He's brilliant. So I got up the next day and I was feeling somewhat worse for wear. I'm not going to lie. So I went through it and I just had a brain light went on. My brain went, mouthwash. I need to brush my teeth. I need to sort this out. Now... Anyone who wants to try this, thank me later. Ice cold mouthwash when you're feeling a bit rough is an absolute revelation. <laughs> like, okay, and then the, the stage manager, Rory, was up late with the nice words. Rory had some. Alan on monitors had some. We all had some ice cold mouthwash, and you could have made viral videos out of people's reactions. Nobody could, but we could, none of us could believe how good it was. And why haven't people been keeping their mouthwash in the fridge? It's phenomenal, Johnny. Try it out. Well, we could start it right here. I haven't we got any mouthwash. Right I left now. it on the no, side. I, mean, like an I don't idiot. mean do it the second, but I think we could we can start the trend. I thought you were going to say because it was in the drinks thing, and it was like. A few days into the festival, I thought somebody I think just came it. back and someone had just had it. Yeah, <laughs> no. Like, oh, you know what? It's not. It's not I'll, great. I'll this, tell you but what. It's gonna get. It's gonna have a kick next week. Next time we're, we're next recording, let's let's both do a shot of ice cold mouthwash and and, and record the, uh, the, the. I've got sensitive teeth, there, so I reckon that would. I don't think I'd be loving it as much as you. I think I'd be going like, whoa! I can't bite an ice lolly. No, it's not that. It wasn't that cold. I mean, obviously, it wasn't like in the freezer. It was like, you know, in a moderate, you know, a chiller. It keeps things cold. But it was, you know, I'd give it a six or seven degrees, I guess. It was very good. (laughs) Okay, Very good. Like, you know, let's get the listeners to experiment exactly let us know what they think. Let me know what you think. Has has Mark discovered the thing he thinks he discovered? Mate. Yeah? It's like, you know, when you eat something really incredibly spicy... That it really releases endorphins. It, it, you get, there was an endorphin rush. It was somewhere I between Carolina Reaper and, and cheap cocaine. It was, it was, you know, it was great. I did have some spicy this week. I went to a wedding on Monday. Yeah. My friends, Claire and Rich, great fun. Had a really yeah. good time. They had a curry for their yes. meal. That was the meal at the wedding. A right. curry. And One it was all different ones. And... Oh. You know, like when you think, oh, I'll just try a bit of each or whatever. Yeah. And there was a gel phrase. It just looks so nice. I thought, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. big bit of that. Yeah. And it was a real hot one. Ooh, and you know when yeah. you're in a suit, you've got a tie on and like all the rest of it. And you, you have the a curry sweat. and you think, it's a bit like that bit in Anchorman when he goes, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> milk was bad I was choice. Like, I was like, having the hot one was a bad choice. <laughs> but that yeah. could have done with your mouthwash, actually. That that would have Dude, been the moment. The antidote. The antidote. Yeah. It was... So... Um, um, yeah, give yeah, it, give it, it a whirl, man. Oh, I, I love oh, the other gig I did, which was which was really lovely and uh-huh. pretty wild. Again, change of pace from the others was. I played the comedy store in Manchester, but they're doing it now in a venue called Beer Keller. You must have been to a Beer Keller at some point. Uh, I'm familiar, like, yeah. 
Yeah, Bratwurst and la da da. Uh -huh. And it's in a place in Manchester called the Print Works. You ever been there? That's yes. like a giant old building that would have been yeah. the Print Works, and now it's yeah. all used to it. It was really fun. It was sold out, which uh -huh. means that online someone was probably saying they had four tickets for four it. Tickets, I would imagine. Mate. Yeah. Flashback there to yeah. uh, callback. Callback. Callback yeah. there to one of our other pods. And really good sports. And a guy called Greg came up on stage at the end. Mm hmm did a really good performance with me. And let me tell you this, if you can do the splits or almost do the splits and you're wearing a pair of skinny jeans, then right. you know that you have tried your best yeah. in an audience participation bit. Come yeah. on. Yeah, you've, you, you've knocked it out of the park. It takes a brave point. man to attempt that, doesn't it? To I try can... and do the full splits in front of a sold out audience in skinny jeans. I mean, I can't even wear skinny jeans, never mind do the splits. So uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that ahead of time. Well done, Greg. That's what I want to say. Well done, Greg. Um, Go on, Greg. Any other news from your end? Um, no, I've done very little apart from work and and childcare, and there was a lot of work. I was out of the house for nearly five days, four and four days, and uh, then direct direct to toddler. Are they toddlers at four? I don't even know. They're not. They're just. Just mental humans at that point, aren't they? What would you call them at four? Ewoks. Kids. They're just bald Ewoks. Oh, yeah, Ewoks. Um, also, one thing you did do, which people will be able to hear next week, is you took the dust sheet off, plugged him in. I did, yeah. Turned a few handles, pressed a few buttons, and yeah. fired up the one and only WD-41 yesterday. I did, yeah, yeah. He did all right as well, didn't he? He was all right, yeah. He was on good form. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, WD-41 is the droid that Mark built that can ask questions to our guests. So when we did the Kezia Gill interview yesterday, mm -hmm. for the first time this season, WD-41 came out of his box and he he was good. He asked he good was. stuff. He did. He came up with some bangers, yeah. It was Total good. fluke, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. let's get... Let's... let's, let's um, Let's big up our humble king, WD41. And, and uh, you know, just let him have his moment. He, he came fact, up with some good questions there. He came up with a couple of weird ones that I didn't even understand. But, you know, yeah, we just went, went with it. He went off piste as usual. One thing I was cringing about today when I was thinking about yesterday's recording is when I tried to sing the jingle just off the cuff on the show. And my voice is so screwed at the moment. <laughs> All the shows I've been doing and like late nights and all sorts of things and everything. Yeah. And all my top range is totally gone. It's all messed yeah, up. And yeah. I tried to sing a really big high vocal that I did when I must have been in good good voice, uh -huh. which is on the jingle. But I tried to sing it to you and Kezia. Your face was great when I did it. Like you yeah. just, just literally winced in pain. Like, whoa, that's not good. That don't does not sound good. Don't worry, Johnny. <laughs> I definitely won't bring that to the fore in the mix and uh Add maybe a little bit of reverb. Yeah, leave spice it. I'm it up happy. I'm happy for people to hear it. I'm happy for people to hear it. Um, the actually, same thing happens to me, dude. Like shouting at bands over bands and over gigs. Like the mid range of my voice. I've just. You can probably hear it now. This is it. I've got like a little bit of top end, loads of low end. There's nothing in the middle. It's all gone, and that's just permanent for me now. I think. Mine's really weird. I was talking to Kezia about it, and I said to her. Obviously not on the pod, but I was saying to her, you need to help me out because my voice is like fine on all the low stuff and all the yeah. really high stuff is still there. But there's a gap. Gap. I've got the gap. I've and, got a big gap. And I don't really, I don't know exactly what those notes are until I'm doing a song on stage and I go, yeah, there's one of them. Yeah, I'm like, la, 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 la. 
yeah 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 that's right yeah, yeah, it's yeah. some of that you know it's yeah. really strange it's like a middle bit and i think i i just i know i need to warm up better and anyway um let's have some correspondence okay right let's do it London, Tokyo, and Penzance. We want your correspondence. Yeah. That does not hold back that jingle, does it? Yes, it's, it's, it's full force. It's just, it's just every time it comes punk. in, it scares me. Even though I asked for it. Um, last week we were talking about complaints and funny oh, complaints. Yeah. Thank you very much for sending these in. Just to be totally crystal clear, when we ask you for anything, always. Come in via the socials, Johnny Awesome socials, or the BCD Pod socials, mm. and then we'll definitely get hold of it. John Shaw. How else did have they been that. sending them in? I don't want any more pigeons. That's Carrying pigeons, smoke signals. I have got too many pigeons in this house. <laughs> Just people down the street with flags doing semaphore. What do you mean? <laughs> I just wanted to let people know they can yeah. do it via either of those things, yeah. you know? I mean, let's be honest, most people reply. I normally put a thing out post-pod saying, we've been chatting about this, tell me mm. about this. And then yeah. most people reply to that. That is where most of the stuff comes from. But anyway, yeah. John Shaw said he gets a lot of people telling him to change the Blue Moon beer because it's cloudy. But he said, it is a cloudy yeah. wheat beer. Yeah, that's the that's you know the point of that. yeah. The Blue you Moon, know. the Hoa Garden. In, in Holland, they serve stuff like that with like a slice of orange in it. It's very nice. Oh, that does Ooh, sound good. very nice. Yeah, I like the sound of that. What about this one? I mean, I think I've heard this before, but I think maybe it was like... Vitabir. Something yeah. happened with a legal thing with it. But Claire Safari said that her mum once said to me, she basically complained that the ice cream was too cold. <laughs> But I feel like I heard something about that where like someone did a complaint and got something back for that or something that was in the paper. I don't think it's that one, but I think it's the same idea that ice cream could be too cold. I mean, I think if you're not going to be a fan of your mouthwash. Mate, that that wasn't too cold. That was just right, I'm telling you. I mean, if it was was sold as soft scoop and it was just like, you know, you could ice skate on it, then you've you've kind of got, got a thing there, but... It's hard to complain. It's like when you see TripAdvisor and like there's there's this quite this famous one about Snowden where they said that it was too steep and and the paths were quite stony and it was like cold <laughs> and wet when they got to the top and it just gave it one star. I'm like <laughs> TripAdvisor. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a bit Do like that, isn't it? About yeah. flipping oh I don't know. Swimming in the sea. It was a bit wet. Yeah. Yeah, very salty. Yeah. Too many fish knocking about. Exactly. Didn't look like the picture. Paul Garrett's hit on a good one here. We had a a couple like this, similar theme. Paul Garrett said, working on a customer service desk at Tesco. I mean, come on. That's the perfect place to be. It's a gold mine for this. He said he's listening to a woman rant for 10 minutes about the poor quality of the tights she was returning. My colleague suggested very deadpan that she took them back to Sainsbury's where she'd bought them. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Paul. That's very good. Nice. I like that a lot. And this one is just bananas. You you see if you can explain to me what was even going on on this one. Kelly Marie Clark is a big fan of the show. She said, when I worked at Clark's Shoes, a lady screamed in my face for 10 minutes because she wanted a refund on an uncomfortable pair of boots but she wanted to continue to wear them for the rest of the day as she had 
nothing else to wear. So she wanted a refund <laughs> and to keep the boots. And she thought I was the maniac. Yeah, that's, that's psychotic. I mean, it blows my mind on a daily basis that people can't just do the, the, the social maths in their head of what is normal and what is normal. Because that woman's obviously got herself to a point where she's that angry about it that she's willing to make a scene in a public place. But I think, who doesn't sit back and think, yeah, that doesn't work? What do you mean? Also, I want I want, I want, want the money back for these, but I want to keep them and wear them. She's getting money back. She's got something else and put those on. She's not even, yeah. you know. I think, do you think it's a terrible scam that, that hasn't been thought through? Or it was just literally I've, I've got not four, a scam, but... I've got four boots, through. and I want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Some people have this bizarre entitlement, and I think it's they 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 don't see the world from anybody else's perspective, or they're unable to, and um, it it just it all revolves around them. So they, they, she's gone in there and thought, well, this is this is my story. This is my show. And uh, it would be really convenient for me to have my way. And that's 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 how it works out sometimes. If you work in bars, you work in anything with customer service, you oh, meet these people it. and it's I wild. I did it all in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It's come to light now and it's a big thing on social media because there's like TikTok and Instagram and, and people capture these moments, whereas they never were captured before. You know, there's cameras yeah, it everywhere, be telling you about and you it. can yeah, 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 yeah. tell everybody in the world about it, like yeah. on your phone, just like yeah. that. So, to finish, uh -huh. this is coming from Susan Murray, who's a comedian, and it's very good. It tops the last one in terms of bananas. She said, "There's a story about a call to the police where some bloke rings in to say that he's being followed by a cat." <laughs> Oh, I'm trying. Not don't know to... any details, but I kind of don't want to either. Just, I just like imagining it. Uh -huh. The call coming in, and what do you do with that as I... well? If you're the police, yeah, um, I, I don't know. Um, I think I've struggled very different, very hard there to not drop a line that might get us bothered by the uh, YouTube algorithm. To be honest, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, there's no excuse there, is he? Do you think he was a bit high, or just genuinely? I think so. Yeah, I think I think there's I think probably under the influence of something. It begs the question, though. Be that paranoid? Can you arrest a cat? Well, its hands would come straight out the cuffs. Cuffs, yeah. Hasn't yeah. really got hands either, has it? No, not really. Yeah. A cat with hands would be a weird thing to look at, wouldn't it? It'd give you pause for thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There we go. There we go. That's a much hey, cleaner pun than the one I was originally so, going to deliver. Do you remember back in the day, there was a TV show called Robin of Sherwood? Do you remember that? I remember several Robin Hood-based TV shows. Which one well, was it? Well, the one it? I'm thinking about had a sort of... I think he kind of looked like he could be in a band or something. He had long hair, dark hair. And it was English, and it was called Robin of Sherwood. Was it kind of a kids type one that might be on at sort of five o'clock on a Sunday no, afternoon? No, type no, thing? no. I think, I think. Um, I mean, it was family, but mm. it wasn't that Maid Marian one. If you're thinking of that one, that used no, to be on no, BBC, I... not that one. Anyway, 
me and my brother used to love it when we were growing up. And uh, I, I haven't sort of thought about that or seen that for years. But the other day when I was just flicking through all the Sky channels, it was just on as a right. repeat. Yeah. And I started watching it. And I was like, oh, so, such a nostalgic flashback just to watch 10 minutes of this and see some of the characters and think, uh-huh. oh, I remember Fry Tuck, that guy. Was he a bit of a ninja put- in it, Fry Tuck? Was he a bit... I don't think like he was a ninja, but he was very portly. They'd gone for right. a, a proper portly guy. Portly talk. Anyway, I remembered when I was doing this, like, you know, nostalgia flashback, watching 10 minutes thing. I just remembered this thing that made me laugh where they played a game on it once, right? And right. The game was that they had a blindfold on uh-huh. and then they had, like, I think a big stick. Um, so there's two of them. Both mm-hmm. had blindfolds, both had sticks. And they basically were sort of fighting, but you couldn't see the other person. Mm-hmm. It was in a field or something. Everyone was like making a big circle. And like human pinatas. Like a game. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. And me and my brother thought that was like the best thing ever. We recreated that game in our garden. And the way we did it was we tied uh, dressing gown belts around our eyes so we probably couldn't see. So we had like a, a dressing gown belt running around. I've done this. And then we had a swim bag. You know, like we used to go swimming back in the day, you had a bag that was kind of like that waterproof type material. And it was like a um, tie in, you pull it in. And then it had the string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We Maybe used to a put a load of stuff it. in there. Yeah. We used to put a load of stuff in there, like a towel or whatever. So it's really packed. Like it was uh-huh. like almost like a ball. Uh huh. Pull it really, really tight. Yeah. That was your weapon. We didn't do it with sticks. But what we were doing was we were really swinging them around. So if you took one of those full to the head, especially because we were kids, you know, you would know yeah. you'd been hit with the thing. And. It was brilliant. We used to play it in the garden. And I thought that could be a good question for this week. Any games that you think you created, anything that you came up with, especially when you were young? Did you ever do anything like that? Did you Dude, ever make I a did game? exactly that game. I remember there was a couple... When I was younger, I used to go and stay... Uh, if my folks went on holiday or something, or my mum went on holiday, um, I used to go and stay with my auntie and uncle and my cousins. And... Um, the two that are the closest age to me, there's a little lad, David, who's not very little anymore, just got married recently. But uh, at the time, there was Kira and Claire, two cousins. I think we were the closest in age, me, Kira and Claire. And um, uh, this, this is like... Those girls, they... they they There was no girls, boys situation here. They were brutal. They were absolutely brutal. There was no, oh, we're going to play with dolls. None of that. Well, there was. We'll get to that in a minute. But we played the same game. We used to do stuff like deconstruct all of the sofas, build forts, floor is lava kind of stuff. But we did a thing where we made like a, like a, a wrestling ring out of just all the sofa cushions that we could find on the property. And uh, there was lots of, you know, doing backflips off of sofas onto that. But then we played blindfolded pillow fight type thing Same or thing. pillow fights in the dark just completely dark with the lights off and that's brutal especially with a fellow pillow you take a fellow pillow full blast to the face in complete dark yeah. where you're not expecting it <laughs> Anything you, really you, to the face. you can't blink so you basically just take it a feather yeah. pillow to the eyes with <laughs> your eyes. eyes completely open and it's just like a flash of light and you, you can't see it <laughs> it's just totally dark. brutal so you did that <laughs> and then they had this doll and it was like one of these baby dolls with the eyes, you know, the creepy eyes that roll back yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And it had, they have this kind of, it's kind of got this soft head that, you know, squishy. And we called this thing Gwash Eye. 
Because we used to stand on its head and we used to, we basically tortured it. We basically tortured this little doll. And I don't know what we were thinking. It's it's really dark and horrific when I look back at it, but we thought it was hilarious finding new and interesting ways to to run this this doll over. It was very creepy looking, and we all looked at it and went, "Nobody likes this thing." So we we um we create these in, in scenarios, you know, off the t- top turnbuckle, elbow drop onto onto the doll. We <sighs> we we so so Mika and Claire, yeah yeah, we really bullied that poor doll. Um, so that was that was one game we played. And as I got older, I kind of got into sort of amateur chemistry. As a, as a young boy, and we made things like cherry bombs. Okay. Do you, do, 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 how, how do you make a cherry bomb? Um, probably going to get taken uh, taken down. No, I mean we initially. I said that the first amateur um, chemistry experiments did. Do you remember the cap guns? I don't. I, yeah. I think they're all banned now, but not. And you just get cap guns with the little rings with the little yeah, yeah. divots in it, and you put them in, and you get like six shots or whatever. And that's the, they were the newer ones. But back, way back in the way, you used to get like these little paper. rolls and it's a long yeah, right yeah, yeah. string, like a strip of paper, like sellotape, but it was all paper. And it had these little dots on it with tiny bit of gunpowder in each dot. Yep. So what we used to do, you know, you know this, and you had that thing where you were probably flicking them with stones and stuff on, on, the, on, yeah, the, on yeah. the pavement. You know, we're of an age where we remember those caps. Well, it, we, they were red. Yeah, they're red with darker red dots on them. And there'd yep. be a bit at the end, either end, where there wasn't any caps. So what you'd do is you'd, you'd, you'd fold them all the way along the length. So if you imagine folding a bit of tape, not so it's like back on itself, but down the middle. Like a V. Like a V, exactly. Yeah. All the way along. And that would sort of yeah. kind of crack open these. I think I can say this because you can't, I don't think you can legally buy those caps anymore. So we'd do that all the way along. So it'd kind of become a bit more rigid. And you'd fold it over and you'd wrap it around itself up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So you get to the bit with no caps on it, and then you get sellotape, and you tight as you could. You do that, and then you hang it upside down somewhere and light it with the light that you nicked off your mum, and, uh, and it would up, and it would go bang. It was like a a, a, a quite a powerful firecracker. And so it's the whole lot of caps in one go. Oh yeah, it would, they the all by lighting the bottom of it. Except, but what would happen is invariably you'd you'd have these stupid things like. It wouldn't go off. It wouldn't burn through the sellotape or something. So you'd be stood there hold, with a lighter like this, with your elbow on one ear, holding a lighter. <laughs> Bang! So, I mean, they weren't dangerous, dangerous. They could probably damage your hearing, but they, they weren't going to damage you. You know, you might might lose some hair off your knuckles if you if one went off. But I feel like we're moving into a slightly different question, which is like, did you come up with any dangerous oh, yeah. things to do as kit? You know, which is fine. We can include those as yeah. well. But like, yeah. But uh, we'll shout out about it. We'll, we'll ask for yeah. made up stuff that you used to I mean, to that do, was a game I mean, to us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the um, blowing things up game. Yeah. Yeah. Just, but I mean, the game really was like, when when somebody realised what was going off and people used to come and it and running away from people was the true game because tag or chase wasn't exciting enough. Somebody genuinely angry at something that you definitely yeah. weren't supposed to be doing Actual and running away from chase. that. That was yeah. that was the real spice. Yeah, yeah. So I think. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll put that out for this week and then not next week because that'll be the Kezia episode. Yeah. The following week, we'll read out what we get in.
Yeah, for yes. correspondence. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah. There's no way I could edit, okay. edit that into next week's. <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry about that. Um, this week, I am going to be at Silverstone Woodlands oh. Festival tomorrow, actually. Thursday, okay. the 3rd of August. August. That will have yeah. happened before this goes out. So yeah. when you're listening to this, I've done it. Um, maybe you were there. I don't know. What about you? Have you got any shows this weekend? Do, Where are you mate. heading next? I do, mate. I've got the I Get to Sleep in My Own Bed show. Which is because I live sort of close to Derby, and this yeah. particular festival is in Nottingham on Amazing. the Riverside, and it is interestingly Amazing. called Riverside Festival. And it is, Ooh. I'm on the monument stage doing sound, and it is a cavalcade of world music. So I've got okay, everything from, you know, everything from sort of uh, squeeze boxes to Botswana and nose flutes. It's going to be all over the shop. You are the, going to be micing up all sorts of things. Instruments that I have no idea how to uh, to to EQ. <laughs> now, I mean, I've done it long. I, I can look at a thing nowadays and go, "It'll probably they probably want it to sound like that." But you do get a few. I think go, by the end, no you, idea what that's like, going to sound like. <laughs> you'll be micing stuff up that's not even an instrument. By the end, you'll be going, oh, "I've I've set, I've mic'd that one up for you," and the guy will be going, "Yeah, that's my lunchbox." Yeah, that's uh, just, bucket uh, of gravels. That's just my sandwiches in it. Bucket of gravel's the classic. A what? Bucket of gravel. Did the, you actually have to do that? Yeah. D D one one two. There's a joke about it between me and some other engineers. I think it was Jay who mic'd up the bottle of bucket of gravel. But yeah, it was like part of the set was someone sticking a shovel into a bucket of gravel. So they did want to do it. Legit, wasn't a mistake yeah. by the sound person. Oh wow. Yeah, le legit. Did yeah. it sound any good? It sounded like someone sticking a shovel into a bucket of gravel. <laughs> 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 Which well, was this a loud effect? Yeah, when I go and see a band, I always think, you know what this needs? You know what well, this it's needs? kind of like an extreme shaker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a shaker, isn't it? It's just got it's got bits. It's, it. it's gra but gravel it's in a tin thing. bucket. I know I keep going on about this in all the recent pods, but it's reminded <sighs> me of another great Happy Monday story, which was that I heard Bez saying that the first time he played Maracas on stage, it was just because they were doing a show. Bez was there, and he was going to get up and dance with him and, and there was just some maracas yeah. there that were nothing to do with him. He just basically started shaking them. That was found it. some maracas. People always thought he sort of played the maracas and that that was his thing and he yeah. brought that to the thing. But he just went, no, nah, they were just there and I just started shaking them. Just leaned into it. I just loved it. that. I was, just leaned into and it then, for the yeah, next like thing. 30 exactly. years. <laughs> 40. Yeah. 40 years of doing it. Yeah. So I'll be at Silverstone Thursday. Then Friday I'm heading to Dorset. Uh -huh. uh, but we're all covered. We've got the Kezia pod going out. Uh -huh. And WD41, you will hear him back in his glory on that as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of that's kind of where we're at, isn't it? Unless unless I've forgotten anything. Oh, Marcus's way is in Sweden. Uh huh. He yeah, yeah. will be on the next live pod. Yeah. So the the one that we, we tried to get him today, but he's 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 got his hands full. He's 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 juggling open sandwiches and and um you know. Yeah, and to be fair. I got Hot all the times completely wrong, didn't I? You got what, sorry? You did, yeah. I got the times completely wrong. I sent you a very gentle reminder that that sounds absolutely mental, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I basically read that what I put and thought, yeah, that's two hours. That's two hours totally after. Totally the wrong time. <laughs> and so I said to Marcus, actually, Marcus, we're not doing it that time. We can do it this time. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then he came back and went, actually, no, I can't. Yeah. So sorry about that. But he will be back, it, you know, like, like a bad penny. Marcus will keep turning up. 
That's what they say. Marcus Bad Penny Carter. <laughs> my surname he's part of the firm we do so have very similar uh, names don't we Carver and Carter yeah and Mark and Marcus yeah, it's like a uh, 1990s detective drama on ITV or something <laughs> Carver and Carter <laughs> can you imagine and the running joke would be that they get mixed up yeah and nobody nothing ever gets solved <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I think that's us. I think we're pretty good. It feels like a nice compact show today. Yeah. And yeah, do tune in next week because we did it yesterday. We know what we're talking about. The Kezia interview is very funny, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, Kezia's great. It's good to have a catch up. We laughed up. and laughed. Yeah. And we also, we got to play one of her songs yeah. out at the end on the show. So yeah, you get to hear that cool. as well. Go and check her out. Um, She's brilliant. Yeah, so that'll be out next Friday. Following week, we'll be back Mm. as normal. I think that's us. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the only thing I've got left to say is is, um, if you could go and like us, join us on our socials and go and subscribe and like the videos on the YouTube page. Even if you listen to it on um, Spotify, go and find us on YouTube. Click like and subscribe on that because we really need to get some traction there. People are watching it. Plenty of people are watching the, the episodes. But like one fifth of them actually are subscribed. So it'd be really good for yeah, us. Yeah, well remembered, Mark. Yeah. Please, if you've made it to the end of the podcast, well done. Yeah, if you, if you made end. it Please this far, just one more thing. Check out the YouTube and subscribe. Even if you do the audio version and you think, mm. well, I probably won't watch it because I listen when I'm driving to work or whatever, that's fine. Mm. But just do it because it will help us out. It yeah. will help because it helps the algorithm it helps for the algorithms I, I can't stress how insanely difficult it is to start a youtube channel with zero followers <laughs> it's like yeah. how do you well, even do it. this we're doing it anyway we're doing yeah. it we'll get there yeah um, but for now it's goodbye from me johnny awesome it's, and it's goodbye from me mark carver and here's everybody's favorite outro tune not mine